Hey, what's up? It's CJ the Day Slayer from the Upgrade America podcast. Here's a bonus episode for you guys. Hope you enjoy. Like, share, subscribe. Thank you to our international listeners. We appreciate you guys. Um, we're talking about teachers with guns. Stay tuned. Hope you enjoy it. Yeah, man. I love this state, but it's, yeah, it's a trip, man. Um, yeah, I can. I have how uh, diverse the states are with their own legislation. Yeah. So, like, go ahead. Florida's talking about permitting teachers to arm themselves in school, and there's other states, you know, that would never consider that. But what are your thoughts as a Floridian? Um, I disagree with it. I think you should have personnel that are trained in use of force. Absolutely. Because um, use of force is everything. And then you're dealing with teenagers with hormones. Like, let's keep it real. Especially, I'm talking more to high school because most of the school shootings tend to be high school age. If I'm mm-hmm. right, I don't know if research backs that up. Um, and then also you got to consider cultural differences. So, it predominantly, from what I understand, I can just speak on myself, growing up in South Carolina too, all my teachers are white. So, if you got somebody from different cultures, say Middle Eastern, Black, we are different by nature, culturally. So, something a white teacher might see as aggressive that ha- that is not around different cultures consistently could spur a reaction if they're armed. Say they're getting a verbal dispute in the classroom. What's to say that teacher won't pull the gun out on the student? I hate to say it, and it sounds fucked up. So where are these guns going to be at? Are they going to be on that person? I don't, so and that's that's another holster, good question. Shoulder holster. Is it going to be like, in the how desk? Are you, how are you supposed to learn? And your teacher's walking around with a you know with a strap on it, his or her hip. You know, it's like um, that's a bit intimidating. Now I can totally see a concealed carry. Mm-hmm. But again, whereas trained law enforcement, trained security officers, they know weapon safety, they live and die by that shit. Well, but, supposed to. <laughs> supposed I, to. I, I would feel a lot more confident with people who handle a gun and um, have extensive training. I agree with someone you. Someone whose who's focus is more academic. So it's like, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Rather than give that responsibility to the teachers who already bear so much responsibility. Absolutely. I totally salute and love our teachers. I do too. Um, we need to expand on um, security and law enforcement, privatized security and law enforcement for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, remember when I told you the solution for the truckers who would potentially be losing their jobs from, mm-hmm. um, you know, from automation? AI and what have you, self-driving cars. Mm-hmm. It's not for them to learn how to code. It's security. That I see um, as terrorism, mass shootings, all those fucked up ones. It's on the incline. Mm-hmm. So we need more security. And I, I almost want to say the wage gap between a truck driver and an entry-level security official mm-hmm. is relatively linear. In addition to, to, to that, 
is uh, I would say the learning curve for a truck driver and a security person. Maybe a bit of an incline for security because you have a bit more responsibility as you need to, that use of force is, is I would, very critical. I would push back on the... I agree with the sentiment it would be easier to cross-train mm-hmm. truckers and whatnot, but I'll push back as far as salary-wise. Nah, I disagree with that because it's going to vary state to state. So what do you say the average trucker is making? Oh, uh, no, let's ask. Yeah. I'm pretty do, sure they make... I th- I'll tell you what. Sure. You do the average security one, I'll do the average truck average Okay. Arm security. Yeah, yeah, arm is important. So I'm looking at here, here, boom, boom, boom. We're talking about between 41k to 73k. Yeah, so average armed security guard is about 37,000 or 1365 an hour. Average pay. 37,000 to what though? That's what they say. Hold on, let me see if I can find a range. range. Yeah, that's what I'm looking for now. Um, ten to twenty-one dollars an hour, so still like forty grand. There's no way you're maxing out it. Twenty to twenty thousand, forty grand. That's that's your gap for average armed security guard. Wow, I know in like New York City, it's like thirty-five an hour for armed security guard, and I imagine those armored truck guys. They don't make crap because my friend. Uh, from Germany, he did that when he got out. He told me he was like, Mm-mm, "It's not worth it. The risk hold, wasn't worth it." Hold the dead presidents, yeah, dead presidents hijacking. Not <laughs> presidents representing. Well, what about the untapped veteran market? For armed security at schools and other public places. That is definitely something to consider. Um. I don't want to deviate from um, transitioning to truckers, though. Mm-hmm. Very confident that we can find a competitive way to do it to, to get more people into the security industry. Regarding the veterans, yeah, I think they should uh, they should lead the charge. Perhaps we should definitely have some sort of incentive for that. Yeah, yeah definitely sign-on bonuses. That's what I would do for veterans. Hey, use your weapons, and um, I would feel more comfortable with with that. Because let's talk about another Florida tale. Mm-hmm. The tale of the, the cowardly cop. Yeah, I was about to say that. Yeah. To shooting. You know, I believe if we have guys who are on, and gals, who are on place, in position, in the school, and they're armed, one is going, they're going to be able to detect, deter, mm-hmm. and the third D in the military is destroyed, but it's not very nice <laughs> let's just say neutralize any threat that uh, that's running through the school and this is seem to be emerging an emerging trend you know I don't think there's there's any shortage to it I don't know why you have any ideas on why America is heading this way I don't know because if you listen to both parties they'll both say a different thing okay um our schools aren't safe, blah, blah, blah. And then the other side will say, well, we need guns in the schools now to keep guns out of the schools. So I don't know how to feel because you got to look at all these cases, all these shootings 
think about all the mass shootings that's probably happened in the last two years. They've been every walk of life. Everywhere you go, there's been a mass shooting somewhere. It's upset. So how do you deter that? Uh-huh. Man, maybe because I'm the security, former security forces defender for life, bro. Cool. I just feel everyone. Okay, they did the mass surveillance in um, in Florida. I do believe they did it in Newark, New Jersey as well. Mm-hmm. Everyone seems to be against it and suggesting that it's not helping. But as a security, as a defender, like I find that hard to believe. But I I would find you would think that people would be more, more reluctant to commit crimes when they're being observed and when they know they are armed uh, individuals mm-hmm. in close proximity. Like, maybe that's just my military approach to, to it, but I don't know. What do you think? Because it's, um again, I, I think you can detect that whole... You have visibility, and um, I guess with these shooters, they really don't care about getting away. You know? Yeah. So detection is not a really big deal, but at the same time, having armed individuals on site to neutralize any threat, I think um, that's a far better approach than, uh, hey, give the gym teacher a block and <laughs> give the science teacher, like, you know, whatever. And then, like, I'm thinking about, like, okay, the teachers are armed, right? They need to be training, like, every week. Like, how are you going to make time for that between lesson plans and actual instruction and after-school tutoring and all this kind of stuff? Like, because that's somebody that's not used to training. That's something you would have to pour resources into, like, hey... You need to train every week with drills and all this kind of stuff. But here's another reason why I don't want to do it. Because you know how the defender mindset is? Uh It's scanning everything as a potential threat. As, you know, I don't want that to be fused with the teaching and the learning process. So rather than teachers being teachers, they become sentinels. (laughs) Like, suspicious. So what is he reaching for? Yeah. You know what? Yo, teach the kids, security's on deck, have little um, buttons or something. That you, you I like that, silent alarms. If, if it's hitting, if it's getting crazy, silent alarm, but um, like, I don't know. There's a, there's a guy who made a very great analogy. He said, they want to give teachers guns, but they probably haven't, they, what did he say, something about teachers that, um, you should see them try to work a projector or something like that. Mm-hmm. Meaning to say, like, you know, they're not experts with things in their field, mm-hmm. let alone things out of their field like weapons. I got you. I don't think that should be thrown into the equation. I just disagree with the... I disagree with arming teachers. I do agree with having do. security. And if we got to start with veterans, that's an approach. Yeah. Um, now, I guess I'll throw this back at you since you mentioned veterans. What about veteran teachers that have experience with weapons? Like, say us. Or say we're a teacher. How would you feel about that? Make an exception policy. But if you still have to get certified on some sort of... Well, I don't know, because if you have your... How do you say... 
take you for instance you have your concealed carry yeah. right mm-hmm. you be permitted to take it into a school I guess they would probably have to give me like something special in this case because you can't take it in certain places even with a concealed so they would have to make an exception for that but as far as training wise I mean I don't know I don't know that's an interesting point though I'm thinking about it like eh. but even still you don't want to I think I could handle it say if I was a teacher and I was armed I can do both because we've been trained like that but I would say the average teacher, no. Like. There'll be a very big commitment to uh, Yeah. And s- with us, we wouldn't it w- we wouldn't blink about it. Because think about it, we've guarded assets worth billions of dollars. So <laughs> we're used to like that kind of pressure, that responsibility. PL1, priority level one, nuclear munitions and what have you. So I don't know. With this issue, I'm, I'm conflicted in the sense that I like that they're taking action, but I do not like putting teachers in that space like that. Particularly in the line of fire as well. That's not really what they signed up for. Yeah. And then on top of that, they don't get paid well already. You need to focus on paying enrichment for these teachers, you know, like so they can better instruct and inspire students. That's what they need to be focused on. Eliminating the anxiety, I think, by having um, just knowing that hey, there are on personnel on deck. I think that's a that's a better approach. I I'm think. Totally- so, what would be your code of conduct for the armed personnel roaming the schools? I'd like to wear how do you say business casual mm-hmm. or you know maybe suit blazer and conceal, so the weapon isn't visible. You know, and um, also, so here's the thing: would they be there just for active shooters, or what happens if there's fights, fist fights? Are they gonna be uh, employing physical force to? Uh, That's what I was them? gonna ask. Like, what about non-lethal? You know. That's what I was gonna say because I don't think you'd want to ask the time for a fist fight. <laughs> <laughs> like that, but would they be permitted to use force on on, uh, on students? So, here's an idea. It might probably cost too much, but I would think you would have a school resource officer for those kind of incidents like school fights, stuff like that. Then you would have the outside where these guys are just... Well, that's kind of what's in school. Like, police officers assigned to a school that... Uh, but they would deal with more like the domestic dispute kind of things like fights and all that they would kind of deter stuff but then you have private security for more of the actor shooter role so here's what I was or having in reverse I don't know you have your private security they're doing the patrol just walking around but while they're walking around two kids are in the hallway just duking it out mm-hmm. is that private security officer is he obligated or authorized to intervene and use force to break up the fight. Mm, that's that's the question I'm asking because you don't want to put too much stuff on one person, but at the same time, you do want to deter to deter both threats because kids are going to fight. That is a level of threats that may be significantly less than uh, you know uh, the lethal threat presented by a shooter. 
but it is definitely uh, it's a level of threat. I would say yeah, but of course you're gonna have to have some sort of parental uh, consent. Be like, listen, kids are shooting up schools now. We got guards, so if your kid's gonna come up to school, please note if he or she goes in there starting stuff using any type of force, it will be neutralized with the appropriate level of force. Yeah. Consent. Yeah, you definitely may have to talk to all the parents, like the state or local um, government would have to be, like have a seminar and yeah, I agree with that. I guess I could kind of see that. I think they would have to work in concert with each other, say the school resource officer and then the private security. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because you know now, that... My understanding okay, you're, you're really resorting to private because like the, the constraint on law enforcement, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have enough cops to post the cop in every school. Exactly. Um, so let's bring let's let's stay on this whole privatized law enforcement thing up. Okay. Because there are areas and neighborhoods that are saying they are they're not properly policed because they lack pretty much counties cannot afford law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And what about privatized law enforcement? Mm. What are your thoughts on that? Because I do believe it's being used heavily in Detroit success. Really? I haven't read about that. That's something I'm going to read about. I thought I sent you a link on that. It was a while back. Mm -hmm. But but it's uh, it's a private. They're not really cops. They're like it's a security company, but they patrol neighborhoods. They got the spotlights on the cars, and they respond to incidences. Pretty uh, quick response. Are they in concert with the local police? Now that um, I'm... Maybe. I'm I'm not too sure on their whole uh, agreement. But I know they control neighborhoods. This is the thing. Accountability. I'm worried about accountability. And then I would worry about if you're going to have private police, I want it to be people that are from that neighborhood or familiar with that neighborhood. I think you have more of an impact with somebody that says private security for this block versus somebody that lives in the suburbs way over here is private security for this block. I dare say it could present a conflict of interest. Yeah, I mean, you got room for corruption and whatnot, but I'm I'm talking maybe comfortability, like a, a threat level assessment. If you know JoJo from over here, I'm just using an example. Mm-hmm. And I'm private security. I'm like, man, I know his mother. I know his aunt. I know somebody. Hey, talk to him because I don't want to get the cops involved. I don't want to have to write a report. You know what I'm saying? Not saying you're not doing your job, but you're preventing things from escalating already at the lowest level possible. That's what we're talking about. Community community policing. But you definitely got to have in concert with local PD so they're abreast of what's going on. So. Yeah, absolutely. There'd have to be some sort of cooperation. And if anything, um, perhaps they could augment local PD and um, more or less support them and, and their operation. That's something to consider. Yeah. This, I see this career expanding. Absolutely. Yeah. One of the career fields that cannot be automated by machines yet. Yeah, not yet. (laughs) It's it's, it's something to consider when you have to displace a lot of people and where it can go. 
Another reason why I want to beef up the security field is because I would like to reform prison. And I'd like to get more, uh... uh that's gonna go all night. <laughs> This is real life. You can insert a commercial break there. <laughs> nah, but what I was saying is like, um, you could use the use the prisoners to collect plastic mm-hmm. and um, have security to do the supervision. But just something to consider. Yeah. I don't know, man. You got any more thoughts on this one? This is a nice little bonus. Yeah, no, I'm good. I think I think I said what I need to say. No doubt. So teach. No guns for you. Yeah, I'm not cool with that. Upgrade <laughs> uh, America. Peace. Bonus episode. Sure.